0: Alrighty, this is Little Rody Sports Talk, week three, podcast number three, whatever Welcome you want to call here. it. We're back again. This time we got special guest over here, Mr. Kyle Finn, our good little friend over there. He's going to help us out with our March Madness talk this week. Um, He's Brian's number one fan
1: too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're right.
0: Brian's number one fan. They should have been the number one seed in the tournament, to be quite honest uh-huh. with you, so. But um, before we start off the video, we're going to go into our surprise that I mentioned last week. We Our videos from now on are now going to be brought to you by Anthony's Jewelers. Um, here's all the information you need, the phone number for direct appointments, and I'll let you know the sales. They got 60% off diamonds, 50% off wedding bands, 65% off gold chains. And as Anthony's Jewelers always say, it's where Island gets engaged. So that's gonna be our future. This is all gonna be part of our videos now. So we am gonna good to go. Now we're gonna get into the conversation. Josh, if you wanted to maybe kick it off. I know you watched a lot of college basketball. I did.
1: Watched every single uh, championship and I gotta say they were all exciting. Besides the big East Georgetown, that was they just destroyed Creighton. Not even a close game, not even a fighting chance to Creighton. Yeah. Damn. But the other ones, so enjoyable. Crazy games. Like Alabama, LSU today, Bama won by one point. Yep. Illinois, Ohio State, overtime, they won by three. And then yesterday, Oregon State, with a huge upset. They were not even supposed to be in the, you know, yeah. go to the big dance, but they, they pulled it off. They did it.
0: Yeah. Off just want to, I just want to say this too for Alabama. Um, that Shackleford kid just had a dominant, sec tournament yeah, he, he, he took over as their best player i know but they're leading
1: scorer all year though
0: yeah he has i know sometimes it goes back and forth with petty jr and uh what's his face quinterly
1: yeah javon he, quinterly
0: they sometimes you know Jones is good too yeah they go those three or four players go back and forth between top scorer top assist guy you know they're all guards but Shackleford, yeah, they this they all SEC have the yeah, he, there, he, this whole SEC tournament, he was dominant. He, he showed that he's the, the, ready to be the lead main guy.
1: But I will say this, too, on Alabama's half. Um, they are so spread out in their scoring. Like, yeah. if you stop one guy, there's going to be, like, two more, like like you said, who are just going to do their thing.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You are right. So today, like Jones had 13, Ellis had 14, and then exactly. they had a pretty decent showing from the bench with Quinterly with 14, and then Reese and Gary with six and eight. So they they got it. I mean, yeah. They they just need to bring this energy and uh, into the uh, into the games because again, it's only one game. If, Another if they mess impressive up one time. That's yeah. not
1: they're over. Their scoring is very dispersed. Another impressive thing too. They lost freshman star guard Josh Primo. But Kobe Ellis, he stepped up big time for them, scoring fourteen points, two of four from three and six of eight overall from the field. Yeah. So that was a big help from him.
0: Did for you average
1: five points on the season?
0: Kyle, did you have any surprise teams as you look over who won and who played and the seeds and stuff like that. Did you have any surprises? Like, were you surprised that Georgetown, for some reason, was a beast? I know we were talking about that yesterday.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, Georgetown did have a very impressive game, and I—I'll be honest, I was quite shocked because, you know, Creighton. They're used to this. They they know how to prepare for big games and right. stuff like that. And to see that that they lost by twenty plus points in such a blowout, yeah. I, it's so demoralizing for them. Like I don't know how they're going to be able to bring energy into this game. Uh, I mean, it's good that we have the sixty uh, round of sixty four. They'll gain a little bit of energy back though. But I mean, that's that's just so demoralizing. Yeah, they could add up that. It, well, yeah, they they had they could have had such a better seeding, face an easier right. team, and can get to the round of sixteen, but <laughs> but now with this situation, now they with who knows? Obviously, it's March Madness, of course. We could see them potentially losing the sixty four or thirty two, mm. d- depending on what kind of energy they bring. They can't have weak energy.
0: Yeah,
1: not at all. For a team that was ranked all year, that was very disappointing to see them play like they did.
0: It's not a knock against Georgetown either because Georgetown has talented players. And in the past couple of years, we've oh, seen yeah,
1: they're, we've they're seen big their big
0: um big. a couple of their best players leave the program due to, you know, outside of school issues or transfers like Matt yep. McClung, who was their best player yeah, probably James last year. It, though,
1: too, who left went to he was a yep. really good point guard. So their
0: two top players transferred after last year's team. And yep. for Georgetown, you know, they didn't have the greatest best, you know, not the greatest best, but the greatest – regular season and conference play being 13 and 12. They, they entered the tournament.
1: the tournament with a losing record.
0: Yeah. They finished up 13 and 12. So um, that,
2: that's and good and on them. And an interesting set I did see on ESPN, they were only given a 0.4% chance by the BPI wow. percentage oh, to win, amazing. to win the, um, to win the big East
1: tournament. And yeah. they were able to do that. Wow. That's Imagine you know the, betting that. I mean, uh, uh, the betting odds on that. I the betting odds are probably high. They remind me of the Miami Heat from the Bubble over the summer. Just yeah. the way they played with that tenacity. That like they wanted to win. They wanted so much more than Creighton did. That's it's actually
0: That's actually one question I want to ask both of you. I wanna I'm interested to hear your opinions. I said this to you yesterday, Josh. Um, due to the COVID season and now I was talking about like bringing up the scenario because you know they usually play in Indianapolis, which is right. a billion fans. It feels like, especially yeah. when you are on the main stage, you are playing a bunch of so many fans, different different crowds, so many different teams. You know, you are in the Final Four, you might be twenty thousand fans might be there because of teams you didn't play against for no reason. It's just a bunch of fans ready to watch you play. Do you think a COVID season where now only twenty percent of the fans are going to be in there? Do you think there is a better chance of a Cinderella team? being there or getting there i know there's always one every year that hits a, a run but do you think there's gonna be more upsets this year because of the crowd
1: um it's <laughs> tough to say because you know every team pretty much didn't play with a crowd this year so okay. it's kind of tough to go off of that but i will say this too in general in regular years mid-majors don't really play in front of a packed crowd ever so yeah it's just tough to go off that yeah for me when we
2: see the games from past like in 2016 2017 all that stuff there are games in the round of 32 16 games that really like a lot of people don't don't usually plan on watching those are usually the most exciting games i, I mean agree. There are times when teams are down by 25 and then be like 10 minutes left in the, in the second half. And then somehow just like off of little mistakes that the other team does, they're suddenly with, uh, of course, with the, with the help of the crowd, with both like from the other teams and their supporters, it, it, it just slow. They just slowly gain momentum and get back into the game. And then they either lose by a close amount or win by like a buzzer being shot. So the crowd definitely does have, such a huge impact with yeah. motivation and just bringing energy and keeping it going.
0: Yeah. I think, I think to answer, to answer my qu- own question, I think like you don't necessarily need a crowd, you know, it should be based off your talent and your coaching staff to come back in a game. If you're losing, like you brought up the scenario. So I think like to keep saying, talking about the Indianapolis and with so many fans, I think if a team like Loyola Chicago does it again this year gets to that point, they're not used to, you know, they're used to playing not into that, not that many fans. But Kansas, the Kentuckys, the Dukes, I know Kentucky and Dukes aren't in there, but they have such a big –
1: Yeah, they play I a mean, the crowd almost play, every night.
0: So the crowds, they're so used to it. But this yeah. year it might be like they ride on the energy sometimes. If they're losing a game, they might not be supposed to be losing. They ride on that energy of fans. Yeah. to a, it, say this run, get say yeah. run, Get them back in the game.
1: That is a good point too because, you know, I wonder what teams underperformed without a crowd. Maybe yeah. that's a better question. You, you can say
0: the same thing, like just I like, like I said, like Duke and Kentucky this year had such underwhelming years. I think, you know, with fans, probably doesn't really make a big difference because the talent-wise they just didn't play well. You know, well, yeah, too, like, they, they are
1: college kids, so you know they they feel the pressure more than the pros.
0: 100 percent But sometimes the pressure goes away as soon you might make a bucket like a posterizing yeah, or something absolutely. and the yeah. fans go crazy your momentum shifts in your head you all of a sudden you get all the confidence in the world some kids just rely right. on it so
2: it could also be the kill, it also could be the killer to some games though cuz there'd be some games where like yeah i mean you get you get the crowd going a little bit and then you get yourself going but at the end of the day like if you're not hitting your shots and you're shooting like for example like Ru- russell westbrook numbers of like four and 12 and stuff like that you and especially like this is this is just one game you got to be you got to be able to be aware that you're damaging your team by missing more shots than you are making them so yeah always try to like let the play uh develop find a back door get a screen at least get something or at least send your best people to the free throw line
1: because you know absolutely That's that's a big part of it send your best shooters to the free throw line yeah yeah, yeah I,
2: especially especially because as soon as you get into the as soon as, soon as you get into the bonus, you got to take advantage of the uh one um one and ones, and then as soon as Absolutely. it gets to the end, um yeah, when you don't trying to send, save yeah yeah you don't want to shoot the
1: big man who's shooting like you know fifty percent from the charity line. To go well that well
2: that well that too, and also like w- again like w- like I'm always used to watching NBA for most of my time, and then you know going into Uh, college for February and March and then like a little bit of April for the final four. Like you forget that there's five fouls traditionally in a college basketball game. We're always
1: used to watching six. Yeah. Yeah. And backcourt 10 seconds instead of eight in the NBA. Shot clock's different. Yeah. But just to transition, Aaron, if you want to bring up the bracket now and we can uh, talk about that a little, we can give you some live uh, first reaction picks.
0: Actually, just to show you as well. So we brought this up. This was interesting. Josh brought this up. This is the um, before we yeah, show you the bracket, here. this was um, all the bids to show you who basically this is like to show you which conference is competitive every year and which one isn't. So, okay. you know, it's a shocking to see big east only have four teams because in the past couple of years, you're, we're seriously seeing them pull six, seven, eight teams.
1: But just looking at it, down down here. the so big 10
0: big 10 is a massive conference this year, yeah. they
1: They have the most teams, right. Them in the ACC, I want to yes, say. Yes, I think so. But so they've, they, had, like, you they've know, had, had those middle-of-the-pack teams
0: the past couple of years start to come up now and be, become an elite level. Coaches yep, starting, to, starting to get these recruits and, and stuff like that. So And the same thing, Big 12 with Texas, Big 10. Yeah, and all they, the had they had they a good today.
1: year. That was a fun conference to watch. Very yep. talented conference. Yep. You know, bottom a- week, like, you know, with Iowa State, TCU, and um, Kansas State, but those seven who made it, they're all yep. really good teams.
0: Yep. ACC got seven. That's not surprising, but I I've said it before. You didn't I even deserve
1: that weekend. seven. Syracuse should have not gone in. Sorry, yeah. Syracuse fans, but your team did not deserve it. You it's not a great Kyles. conference this year. You guys barely beat Kyle's Bryant. So <laughs> there's that. That is that is true. It came down to the last shot. I mean that
2: that yep. would have been a crazy upset <laughs> had that happened. I wish, but it I was, dream- it, it Listen, it, the upset happened in my dreams when I, when I went to sleep <laughs> that night. It happened in my dreams. Uh, I di- a nice stat that I did uh, actually just come across. Uh, nine teams is the most um, the Big Ten has ever had participate really? in a tournament, uh, wow. and the last time uh, they had that high of a number was eight in the last tournament. But it's interesting. Wow! Yeah, I didn't. Know that. I, I want to see. I want to see if you guys know this. Who had the
1: most ever? Yeah, I'm gonna go with the ACC, but not yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna, gonna say anyway.
0: ACC. ACC is probably the top answer on that question.
1: <laughs> and if not them, SEC, but not confident on the ACC, but I'm going to go with them. Well, guess what? Both of you are wrong. Who is it? It's the Big East with 11 in the year 2011. Wow. You know, oh, that kind, every, I guess yeah, that kind of Big makes East. sense. I was thinking of the new Big East. I mean, obviously the old thing yeah. was like the conference to be in. But, I'm
0: not sure what year that changed. Yeah, that
1: fell apart. But
0: it seems like, yeah, I know it was Big after Louisville and won. And a half right?
1: Almost wasn't Louisville's last year. The, like, I mean, the year they won it wasn't that their last year in the Big East. I could be wrong. Or it was maybe it was their first. It year the it, was, it
2: was around that time
1: because I remember Louisville did make a deep run,
2: and they this happened. In 2012. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was around that time.
1: Yep. Too All bad right. it happened. Missed that conference.
2: So now
0: we got the bracket up. This is the official bracket. This is not the one from last week we were talking about. Um, This is the new one today from the 6 p.m. time. And we're going to start off with the West bracket. I'll let Kyle and Josh start off their opinions based on matchups, who they think. uh, Uh, Why don't
2: you tell us what you think there? Uh, Well, I'm going to start with the Oklahoma-Missouri game first because obviously we still have – yeah, we, we do have another game uh with the um, before Gonzaga and that matchup can be decided. So let's go Oklahoma, Missouri first. So I mean they're pretty pretty um even uh, points per game wise. Sixty nine yeah, for heavy. yeah, sixty-nine for Oklahoma, seventy two for Missouri. Um conference, they were pretty even, nothing too major, and points per game, they average around uh in between the seventy to seventy five mark. Um, biggest thing though, that, uh, Oklahoma had difficulty this year was winning against top 25 teams and they went five and seven compared to Missouri's
1: four and two. Yeah. I think it, Oklahoma did beat Alabama. That was probably their most notable win. Yeah. Um, the, you know how they do the conference matchups, which mm-hmm. I think was a great win for them. But then after that, they started to go downhill. Yeah, Which is not a would good one. They peaked too early, in my opinion. Would you consider their five and
0: seven season. record against top twenty five teams? That's not great, obviously, but no. that also shows you that they're battle tested. The fact that they did go five and seven, almost five hundred, shows that they can exactly. still win some of those games.
2: Yeah, eh, I'll, I'll disagree. I'll disagree with that because the way that they finished really hurt them because they they lost. They went on a four game losing streak. Yeah, That's they about the very poorly. Yeah, that's about the worst thing you could do, especially like when you're trying to get a good seed in your conference and then go into the into the dance. They, they basically essentially shot themselves in the foot. They easily, I think they could have been um, in the area of a 3-4 or 5-C instead of an 8.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Missouri, was another, team. Streak. Missouri was another team who was kind of hot earlier in the year then kind of fizzled out. I know they have some good seniors with Drew Smith, um, Xavier uh, Pinson, but yeah. Yeah, I um, brothers or, I know they're not brothers, but they all Yeah, have. biggest they thing of for the last name Smith.
2: Yeah, biggest thing for um Oklahoma small ball. They have yep. difficult, they have difficulty against that for some reason. I don't, I don't know. I think staying in a 2-3 two, two, defense is going to be their biggest thing. Man, is you're going to get too tired out when you when you play. Especially because you got to conserve energy throughout the whole game. Those games can go forever.
1: Yeah, that, that's going to be an interesting matchup. But next game at Creighton and um, UCSB, I saw UCSB's record. I think they only lost like four games. So I could pick them as a potential upset. I'm not crazy about that Creighton team at all. They kind of – like they were hot earlier. I liked Denzel Mahoney and um, uh, Jefferson as well. Obviously, Zekarowski's is a good player. But I don't have any faith in Creighton, so I could see that as an upset.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with my gut. I've always said Big East is very uh weak this year, so I don't think any of these Big East teams are going to do anything. Honestly, the best team in the Big East might still might be Georgetown, <laughs> because, they- <laughs> which, because they're, they're the one that's on a roll. Georgetown, Creighton, like Kyle, like you said, the whole momentum thing. It's so tough. You just got obliterated by 20 plus points to a team that was just above 500 with winning that game. So, at that point, how do you look back at that and say, like, damn, we just lost on the grand stage at Madison Square Garden by 20-plus points to a team that was like a 10-point underdog to us, oh, as yeah. we're ranked. And they still got a five-seed out of this, which is disgusting because I don't think they're really that good. They have two good guards. That's it. Their team's really not that deep. <laughs> Their coach is having issues the past couple weeks with his comments. Team might team is just not doing well the past couple weeks. They did make East, the Big East Championship but
2: I think they had an easy road when Villanova got hurt. Um, Yeah. Biggest thing uh, you do have to keep into consideration with UCSB, I think they'll get butterflies when they go up against Creighton because this team did not play anyone in the top uh, 25. So this this is really going to be their first um, shot with real competition. That's been up there. So – yeah, I, I think I think they'll uh, I don't know I just don't really have a whole lot of faith in it because usually teams that go up against the top twenty five team for the first time in the whole season they just look like they they just look like they don't know what the hell they're doing so mm. I, I think butterflies will definitely catch catch into them
1: yeah I mean I'm just saying I could see a potential upset but Creighton should win but obviously being the higher seed. Oh, yeah, I'm, de- I'm definitely not ruling it out, though. But,
2: I, I mean, like, if if my confidence um, – if I was to put it, like, in a percentage-wise, I'm pretty con- – like, 75% confident Crane will win. But there's always that, that 25% enough. that some crazy stuff
1: can happen. Yes. Now let's go to the next game, Virginia and Ohio. That's another potential yeah. upset. Ohio's a good team. They got that good player, Jason Preston. They won their uh, conference tournament. I don't even think they were sp- – I don't think they were the one number one seed either in their uh, – conference i'm not sure no, what doing, i don't they were to do too much but they got they, in and they could potentially upset virginia another team i have no faith in
0: yeah and another thing with virginia i'm not going to say i don't have faith in them they're part of another week conference that i've said millions of times before but they couldn't play the rest of the acc tournament because of covid protocols so they might get a break but they're gonna be one of the teams that's gonna be the latest team there for travel purposes so they might get one day of practice and play compared to the other teams who are going to be there Monday or Tuesday now or tomorrow yeah. or Tuesday who go in to do their protocol so they can That's practice and get them done. So Virginia's already at a disadvantage, even if have a four seed. So.
2: Well, well, now the thing, though, is um, I don't know if they talked about this, but where is Virginia doing their quarantining for their players? Are they doing it in Indianapolis, or did they go back to their university Did the quarantining there? Did I the think question. they
0: stayed in North Carolina because they got the COVID – um, issue when they were in Raleigh or or Greensboro whatever yeah, that's what I heard true, teams were just staying where they were same thing with know, duke i mean duke was already feet. in north carolina but those yeah. two teams had the covid issues so they had to stay where they were unless there was specific private you know things to get back um, to their school but
1: yeah but just to keep this going for the next game usc well I don't well, know. just how State I mean, and Drake. That's they have for, big guys, so, yeah. is a big team, so if the neither brothers State or Drake can match up, yeah, then USC should win that. And Evan is a very talented player. He should go number two in the draft. I think he's proven himself. He's a yeah. great shot blocker. If you've seen USC, you've seen how long he is, too. So Yeah,
0: they they were very down, uh, talented backcourt.
1: Yes. Or front frontcourt, not backcourt. Kansas should be Eastern Washington. Not much to say there. They got a really good starting lineup. Yep. Uh Oregon versus VCU. You know, two pretty good teams, in my opinion. Oregon is like, I don't know how to judge them. I want to say they can be a good sleeper, but they're inconsistent. I, I just have to see them play first. They're inconsistent. They had
0: injuries issue. they Injury issues healthy. this year. Yeah. So
1: Richardson's a very good point guard. I loved watching him with Peyton Pritchard. Last year, and they're back at full strength now, so
0: that's what makes them dangerous. Them having that three headed monster back on top of Richardson coming back, who's their leading scorer, I think, or one of their better scorers.
1: Yeah, he's one of their better players. He was a very good uh, piece with Peyton Pritchard and Chris Duarte, yes, year prior. I did. Really, I did really like VCU. How they, how they played today?
2: They, they did. Their, I, I like that they kept um, themselves in the game for a long time. Uh, they did. I was shocked at how they did today uh, against Bonaventure. Yeah, I uh, didn't watch that game. So,
1: like, how Saint Bonnie's. How did do. Yeah. I know VCU's got a really good uh, player. That kid, Nashawn Highland. Yeah, I mean, there was time. There was times where I mean, um, coming out of the
2: half, like. Uh, deficit was about like five points it went to 15 for bonaventure but i mean vcu uh, vcu got on, get, gets on these hot streaks with the, they can come back i mean like there was a point where like game was tied and it was uh at two points they were only down like they, they can really uh turn up the energy when they feel like it i think uh i think vcu and oregon that's gonna be i think that game's gonna come down to to a last second shot that's just my
0: prediction
1: that. no i agree yeah. with that completely dude all
0: right so we will move on
1: and then Iowa we got Iowa Grand, Grand Canyon.
0: Canyon. I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory.
1: Yeah, Iowa sweeps them. Sweeps um, them.
0: so we'll just keep we'll keep going down. We'll do the whole left side first, and then we'll do the right side. So next one we'll oh, do Michigan. Play. I know Michigan lost. Uh, livers, livers.
1: So he's out for the whole tournament.
0: He's Michigan said a couple days ago he's out indefinitely.
1: Yeah, and that's what I saw.
0: They didn't say. They didn't rule
1: him out yet, though, right?
0: They said it was something to do with That'll the stress. It was a stress reaction in his foot. So, my guess is yeah. some sort of fracture in his foot. Yeah. Ankle.
1: Yeah, it's probably swollen. pretty swollen. He's right not right coming left. back.
0: Unless. Yeah, unless without him,
1: I can't see them going very far.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I have them winning the first round because, I mean, a one versus 16 this is not Virginia.
1: Yeah, no, who's going to stop Hunter Dickinson from Texas Southern or. I I don't even. Mount Mount Saint Marys. Oh yeah, Brian. Mount Saint Marys
0: (laughs) was another team that barely got above five hundred, but won their conference tournament. Yeah. This is where it gets interesting, though, because we were just talking about Michigan, but both of these teams, in LSU and Saint Bonnie's could knock out Michigan in the second round. Either LSU
1: upset Arkansas to make it to the um, conference championship, and Trenton Wofford he looked really good today. He wasn't missing. He had thirty points, and they barely lost, dude. I think he like I want to say in the last play he took a step back three and then it did not end well but yeah. if he took a better shot they could have easily won that game.
2: Yep. Uh, so I, that's another one that- I, I just I just don't really have a whole lot of faith in LSU. I mean they, they just they just they just really make poor mis- they just make poor choices at the wrong time and it really kills them like per- perfect example was today against Alabama. Poor just poor decision making at the at the end and they, they just essentially
1: yeah they had the lead, they, like in the last few minutes right
0: down yeah, one they, point and they've shot a three-pointer to win the game instead of they, going
1: back three two it's i don't know it's like they just didn't want to win it's
2: like I, like maybe they want to be purposely a sleeper I mean yeah it, it would make a great story like if they go really far like it would be interesting to tell yeah,
1: they were up and down all year too never really picked up enough traction to get ranked or anything but they did have a stud freshman cam Thomas when the leading score Yeah, Cam Thomas is his stud. I think going into the game, he was averaging 23 points per game. Yeah. But he's uh, a little L- trigger-happy, though. That's his problem. That comes yeah. down to the poor decision-making with him. You know, sometimes he takes bad shots. Yeah,
2: LSU's just LSU's just a team I don't have a whole lot of confidence in. If they go back to the tape and they do their homework and stuff – they got it. I think they can beat Michigan, no problem, but they just yeah. they just gotta eliminate the poor choices. Yeah.
0: And this is this next Absolutely. one this next one is part of the whole five to twelve. Five and twelve seeds. I feel like every year there's always a twelve beating a five and there's always a thirteen beating a four. This just, it really it does just it. happens it's
1: not, it's every year.
0: And I think this is the game the, where the twelve beats the five. I know on the top bracket we were talking about Creighton. Realistically, I'm just not a big fan of Creighton. Bias aside, I think they win that game. But It's going to be close, I think. But this is the one I think. Georgetown is on a huge momentum streak right now where they've played well. They beat the teams they they were all underdogs against, and they defied the odds. Colorado's a good team, but sometimes it doesn't matter if you're a good team in March. They've been high and cold, too,
1: though. They lost to a very bad Washington team. Yeah,
0: sometimes it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're a good team in, in college basketball, just because you're talented or ranked or whatever, you might just run into the wrong team at the wrong time. Just like a couple yeah, of years totally ago, crazy. when Loyola yeah. Chicago and UMBC beat Virginia and stuff like that. Like sometimes you just run into a team that gets hot and you can't keep up, keep up with them. Those lower yeah, conference I mean, teams.
1: Georgetown's probably on the same level as that Oregon State team that just beat Colorado. Yeah. So keep that in mind. But yeah, the
2: the one thing, and this is going to go into our next game with Florida State. I I just uh, I see them. I can see them winning Colorado though, but Florida State. I, I don't know. That's uh, that's going to be inter- that's going to be interesting. I mean, yeah. I mean, Florida has
1: been they've done pretty good. I mean, they're they have they have very few losses. I'll give them that, but they also haven't impressed me to make them think that they can yeah. have a good run.
0: Florida I, State is deep and they're big. They have a couple no. decent shooters, but they're a very big team. Yep. If they run into a team that can shoot the ball, and I'm looking at the statistics right now, um, UNC Greensboro only shoots 30% from three. If you're going to yeah. beat Florida State, you need to have a good third. What, what does Florida
1: State shoot from three? They shoot
0: that? 39%, but they shoot, oh, yeah. they were like the third least. I remember seeing that they oh, were like the volume? third or fourth least like volume shooting three point yeah. team in the ACC. So they, so they were shooting a lot 3.
1: 10, They stand. were,
0: yeah, they were very reliant on, um, on their forwards and bigs to get yeah, their Scotty points.
1: Walker, he was a good freshman, didn't he? Win six man of the year for the ACC too. Yep. Yeah, he's yeah, a good but, passer.
2: I like his game. So biggest, so biggest thing for Florida State is their offensive rebounding. They have five players that average one and a half rebounds on the offensive side per game that is unbelievable to to think that you could have five players to ha- to have 1.5 boards or more and it's going to come in clutch like especially down in the end uh especially like nerves are going to be building up and you're just going to be missing shots sometimes but to be able to have you have people you can rely to trust go up and grab the board yeah. and create and create that um that play for 15 seconds or 20 i forget how much the shot clock is i think it's 20 30 in college is 30. In a reset? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was oh, 20. A oh, reset oh, oh, um, it's 20. Like, if they
0: get okay. That's what I, I thought. You yeah.
2: Sorry. No, it's but in a reset. Okay. Yeah. So, like, that's a lot of time. Like, you're going to have the team scrambling all over. Like, yeah, you're going to have people absolutely. running, getting in position to get a kick out, open three, or someone cutting in for yeah. a dunk. They can go really far if, the, if they can use their, like, third eye, their tunnel vision, and start predicting plays as they happen. Yeah. I agree. So
0: so what we'll do we'll do this quick. So the next one we definitely got to talk about cuz that's a 611 seed where all can play. but just to they go gave past my them. Zags
1: a good game so I'm going to go with them.
0: Yeah, just to just to go past them really quick. I mean, I think Texas wins this game pretty easily.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I know this
0: really is, nice. is a 7-10 game but I think UConn wins this game pretty easily. Yukon's actually pretty decent. They got two like really UConn. good guards.
1: Yeah.
0: Um and then that's obviously Mal- Alabama as much I I love Rick Petino. But I don't think Iona's going to ever be nah. close to Alabama.
1: You know, shout out oh, to him though for making it here. Coach yep. K didn't even do it. This I, I, hope, I hope Just Rick Patino
0: makes me eat my words for saying that. I really want him to. Like, I want him to win so bad. But how much you,
2: How much do you think you're going to lose by? That's the question.
0: Well, here's the thing it's either Iona wins this game like 63 to 59, or Alabama wins this game like 85 to 50, and it's not going to be close. Okay. Because C- Alabama is very streaky shooting, they shoot a lot of threes. So if they're hitting, Iona's not a big like scoring team. Like if you look,
1: they at had their... two COVID too during the year, didn't they? Yeah, like if you look at their stats, like
0: they're shooting decent field goal percentage, three pointer, Iona, but they're not a high scoring team. Alabama was a very high scoring team and a, a very good three point well, not very good, but volume threes. But since they Should shoot so they many, they make league so many. From three for the year? Um, Alabama shoots thirty five percent from three.
1: Oh, I thought they shot a little better, but
0: oh yeah, because they're volume. They're not qu- they're not quality. They're quantity.
1: Yeah, you're but, not lying on that one. But
0: sometimes their quantity, when they get the 25 degrees the up, they make 12
1: of them. Yeah. So. I, mean, I mean,
2: listen, Iona just needs to wash the tape from today's Alabama-LSU game. and I mean, I think if uh, if they follow exactly what LSU did, you can put them pretty in check with um, Alabama. I mean, yeah. it, it all depends. So um, let me ask you
1: guys this, though. Now, just based on this side before we go to the next side, who's playing Gonzaga in the Final Four?
2: It, oh, wow. I mean, do you I'll have Gonzaga Alabama. going
1: that far? Well, let me say this. On Gonzaga's side, they beat Virginia. They beat um, Iowa, and they beat Kansas. So, And they beat them pretty comfortably. You
2: know what, Josh? I-, I hope that Georgetown somehow makes us to the Final Four. And then when they face against Gonzaga, I hope they give them the spanking of a lifetime. Yeah, that would that, that would that would make my Most day so it. much because I, I know you'll cry. You'll be like, "Oh my God, <laughs> how did this happen?"
1: Yeah, that'll that will be me. I will be crying, and that uh, would be for you.
0: Yeah. So just to go back on that six eleven game before we move on to the right side, really quick. Now BYU is a good team. They gave Gonzaga a run for the money in the conference tournament championship game. They have a talented team. They have a very deep team as well. A lot of those teams in that conference just have naturally deep teams. Whoever's the top two with Gonzaga, always deep. Um, yeah. But Michigan State and UCLA, that's not – you know, whoever wins that game, that's not – I know it's big name program. I think Michigan State will win that. Michigan State's on a – they have beat a bunch of ranked teams the past couple of teams. They're kind of on a run. Michigan State might beat this BYU team, and it might be one of those games where Michigan State creeps in, but then wins this game, and then might beat Texas in the second round. Texas is very good. But it's the same thing. You just ride your momentum. Your momentum. Yeah, Michigan carries State definitely played down this year. Yeah. So um, I think I better. think that can happen. But so just to say for me on the left side, I got Gonzaga coming out the top left and I got Alabama coming out the bottom left. That's I'm that's my I'm prediction good, so. so far.
1: There's nothing I can add, but I'm, I'm with you there completely.
0: So Kyle, what do you have? You have Gonzaga and who? Or do you have Georgetown?
1: <laughs> uh, or I can see Texas uh, making it too. Texas or Bama. <laughs>
2: I, I don't know. I, I really like Georgetown. I mean, I I, they completely shocked me after what I saw with the Big you like tournament. Them enough to put them in the Final
1: Four, dude. Uh, I don't know. Right,
2: I can not- see you
1: saying you could see them there, but
0: make it make a quick. Pick. There. What do you think? Can, like, I what's your first reaction?
2: I, I, all right, so Alabama, Alabama, Georgetown matchup. I'll take Alabama. That's it. Like if I'm putting money down, but if I'm doing this for like just for like laughs and giggles and all that, I'll say Georgetown to the Final Four. Okay, okay, oh we're God. going Georgetown and Alabama. Then, <laughs> hey, listen, you gotta take you you gotta take risks. Wait, no, Georgetown
0: and Alabama are in the same thing. I'm talking about what's top left. Do you have Gonzaga?
2: Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take Gonzaga against okay, Kansas. Gonzaga and, and Georgetown
0: Alabama?
1: and Georgetown, you yeah. take, right?
0: Okay. So you have Georgetown and Alabama in your Elite Eight. Mm-hmm. And then you have Gonzaga going to your Final Four. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Beating All Kansas. Right.
0: That works. Okay, so top right.
1: Oh, Obviously, lovely, We're going to talk, lovely, gonna talk about Baylor.
0: Baylor. I can tell you that much. Baylor's not going to lose to Hartford. <laughs> Are you no, sure I'm, about that? I'm pretty sure about pretty that. Pretty
1: positive. Okay, good.
0: Taylor can play left-handed that game, and I'm pretty sure they're
1: still in the <laughs> Um, Taylor's deep, man. Now, deep, man. North, now, These next two matchups,
0: actually, yeah, these definitely these next two matchups are very difficult because,
1: yeah, Wisconsin. Know there, Wisconsin or North Carolina. Wisconsin
0: didn't have the best record this year, but they played in one of the best conferences, and yeah, but they also
1: played. too, like their leading scorer, Demetric Trice, he only averaged like 13 points per game.
0: Yeah, they they're not. They weren't
1: the, a high scoring team.
0: No, but they they played in a good conference that had a lot of good defenses. They're good and offenses, defensively. So,
1: you know, nobody was scoring a lot in Wisconsin.
0: But North Carolina,
1: big team. Past couple weeks,
0: they they've been, they've they've been there. They've just been good.
2: Yeah, my my only issue with Wisconsin is they just took too many L's this year against top twenty five teams. They went an three and nine. Yeah. I I I don't know how they can feel confident going up against UNC because I mean knowing knowing right after yeah. you're going up against Baylor. Yeah, I don't know how the hell they can feel so confident.
1: I, I would yeah. feel so demoralized. Beats either though, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, but next yeah. game, I can see Villanova losing the Winthrop. Winthrop I, that's only that's, had my, one major to, one that's my major upset. One more my year.
0: It's my major upset if that more kid doesn't come down. back. If that more kid doesn't come back and play for them. I 100% yeah, can ghosts. tell you that Winthrop I think is beating Villanova
1: Villanova is When I say these predictions, I more so want to see them happen Like um, I might, I may be reaching on them but I yeah. definitely want to see Villanova but this,
0: I think this legi- Like I'm saying, not even because of what I want it to happen I legitimately think that Winthrop is going to beat Villanova Villanova so, is losing uh, The uh, two best point guards are pick,
1: out folks. You
2: nah, can't look th- at Villanova's stats Villanova. right now because Villanova's nah. stats are very skewed no, nah, I, I mean, Villanova – Villanova, I mean, is still, is still a good team. They have good coaching. and Like, there's – do you really – like, if that happens, if Winchup, like, d- like wins against Villanova, everyone at Villanova is getting fired. Like, they're, they're going to have nah, to rebuild.
1: He's not going anywhere. Are you kidding well, me? He's brought them two championships, dude.
0: My, my only thing of Villanova is years. watching them this year around. because of PC. So, since I watched them so much because of PC, I now know that more – and Connor Gillespie are two major pieces to this team, and that's your guard play. And you need yeah. guard play to win March Madness. You need a guard and a big man to be good.
1: Yeah, Jeremiah Robinson now, is a big man. Jeremiah, man.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Jeremiah Robinson Earl and Samuels, Jalen Samuels, are yeah, both Samuel. two good players. Jermaine Samuels, yes. Jermaine Samuels are both good players.
1: They are.
0: But when a push comes to shove, now they have a walk-on, who is Galette, I think, um, who Archie Diacono, his brother,
1: is that how you say it? I mm-hmm. thought it was Arcidio Oh, wait, no, not Ar- I, Yeah, I Ar- It's Arcidio <laughs> It's an Arcidio Cano. He's me. Well, yeah, I'm done Arch- talking about Villanova. I want to see them lose. Yeah, let's I get to Purdue. Gonna
0: yeah, I was going to say Arcidio brother plays on Villanova's team now, and he was a walk-on. And now he yeah. plays 20 minutes a game the past five games because of the point guard issues. So
1: you really yeah, don't Purdue even have a point guard. Be, you have to play Purdue a walk-on. be either or, though, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, Josh, I really don't.
2: I, I, Josh, I really don't like your energy. I mean, <laughs> you're just you're just killing them right from the beginning. You, you're not giving them I a am. chance to warm up or anything. Like you, you just want to, you know, to say yeah, just get out of my get out of here. I don't want to see you. Just get out of my face. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Get them out of here. They, just, right. you know, they should have been better. I mean, granted injuries, <laughs> but they haven't shown anything to me this year. All but right. Furthermore, so all... Purdue will beat North Texas. I like Purdue. Yeah. I like Travion, um, uh Williams. He's a good player. And yeah, I like yeah. Jaden Ivey, he's a really good freshman. And then yeah. Zach Eady, that big kid. He's like seven four. So can't see them losing in the first round.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, and then to move on, well, you just talked about Arkansas.
1: No, I did not mention okay.
0: Arkansas. Arkansas Colgate. I mean, that's pretty self explanatory. I think Arkansas
1: Yeah, we didn't say Texas Tech or Utah State. Oh yeah, then.
0: Texas Tech, Utah State. Um
1: I like Utah State. I, I don't know too man. much
0: about Utah State. so They I have
1: that really good that. big man. Uh, big man. Um, what's his name? Queemus Nita? Uh, something like I that. Nemus, Qu- Nemus Quetta. Yeah, Nemus Quetta. He I said, averaged but, uh, a
2: double double with 15 and 10. And
1: three blocks too, right? Wasn't he like the leading blocks per
2: game? Uh, yeah, I think it was two blocks, not, th- not w- three would be out of this world if he was able to get th- average three. I think it was.
1: Fact check me. Uh... I will certainly do
2: that. We can continue this conversation, though, while I do
0: yeah, that. Yeah, so we'll move, we'll move <laughs> yeah, on please. from that. I think Texas Tech still wins that game. It will be closer than you think, but Texas, yeah, Texas Tech Texas has Tech good guard play. play.
1: But I can see uh, Utah State winning. If you're feeling ballsy yeah. and you want to take an upset, take – That's
0: Utah a potential play. upset. If, a if, if, if the people who watch wow. us and, and the people want to use
1: Texas that – Texas Tech uh, is uh, good, us. though. Don't get me wrong. So Yeah, they are. They're very good. They're a talented team. Okay,
2: so uh, to go back to uh, Quetta, Nemus Quetta, you are right. He did average uh, 3.2. Yeah, so he's a lead defender. You
0: know that I did
2: say? Huh? I wouldn't say he's a leading getter, but I'm not. I'm Uh, I'm just looking. I just went on to his profile on ESPN. It says he has 3.2. I was thinking of his freshman year when he had 2.5. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Utah State's been good, though, the past few years. Even, though, so pretty even pretty- his
0: freshman year, if you said if he's got 2.5, you could tell he's it's not just a one-year thing. He's a, just no. a great rim protector and a good he's big He's also man. seven
1: feet, too, and probably pretty athletic. Yeah. Not all probably, right, so yeah, pretty athletic. Move on
0: there. I think we all are in agreement. I think Texas Tech still wins the game, but it is an upset alert. We'll write that down for an upset alert game. Arkansas is going to win Cold. Yeah, you heard it
1: first here, okay. people. Just saying.
0: Florida versus <laughs> Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech was supposed to be much better this year. Um, they turned out to be not as good. I, I don't know what happened, really. They just had a deep team, and for some reason, I don't know if it's a minutes problem. I don't know if it was a scoring the, issue.
1: Attack, you're saying? Um,
0: yes. I, I, I don't know. It I were ranked
1: all year, too, to give them props. I don't know how they got a 10 seed. They should have been higher. Well, because here's the thing, though. Every time that they... Seven. Well, hold on. Because every
2: time they played a top 25 team, they beat them. They, they did not lose against a top 25 team when they faced them. Right. That's the reason why they're in that position.
1: Yeah, good point. Good point. They did have some bad bosses, too. Yeah. And, and I like F- Florida's a pretty
2: good team,
0: too. It's yeah, too just...
1: bad Florida lost Keontae Johnson.
0: And just to say, just for statistic purposes, these teams are very close to each other statistically. Both Virginia Tech's 45% field goal percentage, Florida's 46. They both shoot exact identical stats from 3.0, 35.7%. They both get 24 and 23 rebounds a game, eight offensive rebounds a game. So they're very evenly matched. This is a game that can literally go either way. It might be one of those games that like Kyle said earlier where it's an, a last, last shot. A last second there. kind of shot. Second. Whoever gets the last position might win this game.
2: One one of the things I hope that doesn't happen this year um, was the Final Four game from 2019 wh- when the ref decided it with that with that corner three foul. I hope that up,
0: uh, I hope
2: that doesn't happen you know, at all triple. this year because I don't like when the refs decided. I like when the players decided. That
1: really that really tells yeah. if they're ready and they for the big we'll show. Too on uh, Ty Jerome, don't forget that.
0: Yeah, well, yeah we you- can. We'll have to do a separate yeah, I, podcast. I'm going to get mad
1: if we keep talking about that. Yeah, yeah we'll have to do a, a
0: whole separate podcast on refing, because yeah. there's there's just too much issues. There's a lot to say, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's so many issues in all sports. It's not even just basketball. It's all <laughs> NBA. Um, yes, definitely NBA. But furthermore, there's a whole scandal a yeah. while ago on betting, but we'll just ignore that. Um, okay, I would say
1: Ruth to Oral Roberts. No. Absolutely not.
2: Oh! Ah! So, Oh, I mean, no. I'll put, I'll put a hundred grand <laughs> down on Oral Roberts. I mean,
0: you know what, just to, say this, just to say this, I hope Ohio state does lose to Oral Roberts because of this one specific story that Seth Towns transfer when he was supposed to go to Duke, Ohio state, he it was later found out that he put Duke on his list of transfers just to, just so he could put his announcement on ESPN. He never had an, uh,
1: Really? Uh, scholarship wow.
0: from Duke. It was only Ohio wow. State. He was going there the whole time. He just put Duke in there because Duke that's called him once. So just to say that out there, I hope Oral Roberts.
1: Don't, um, that is the really definite That's the definition of petty, right there. That yeah. is, yeah. So well, I hope no, he to from um
0: And he's a senior too, so he's not coming back.
1: But Max um, Abrams on Oral Roberts averages twenty-four points per game, twenty-four point two, winning the one of the leading scores in the NCAA this year. So if he shoots lights out, who knows? Anything can happen, but I doubt it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, quickly before
0: we move on to the last bracket and the last part of our segment here today, who do you think is coming out the top right?
1: Baylor. Baylor. Oh, they are yeah, I would go with Baylor. I would have said Baylor, like, you know, 100% a few weeks ago. But yeah. uh, as of recently, since they have, you know, they lost a few times. They lost to um, Oklahoma State and Kansas. They lost twice all year. Yeah. Um, I, would say, I now I would think say, they're beatable, even though both teams they lost to were really good.
0: Right here. I think the winner, if Purdue advances, I think the winner of the Sweet 16 game is going to the Final Four. Purdue or Baylor. I don't like Ohio State that much. Not just because I talk about Seth Towns and stuff like that. I just don't like him that much. Uh, and why
1: don't Kind of
0: just weak. I don't know. When I watched that watch game today TV? with the,
2: with Ohio State and Illinois, I really was impressed that they were able to uh, – because they were down at one point where they exactly. were almost yeah, at they 15. Were, they, they, they were, were the able to bring blue. it into overtime. And, I mean, simply, like, they played uh, – I remember there was a stat that CBS showed. They played three games um, – all like either back to back or within like a few days of each other. With two being on back to back, their yeah. players had absolutely no rest. There was one kid, um, oh I forget his name. He's gonna that name's gonna end up forget, um, killing me. But he played about eighty percent of the e. minutes. Liddell? at – Dwayne Washington,
1: huh? Which one? EJ Liddell, Dwayne Washington?
2: Uh, I forget. They they said Dwayne the Washington name pop- a great game today. Yeah, yeah, but th- but the name popped up on the graphic, and he played eighty percent of the minutes. That I, that really showed like that they're in this. Like if they're willing to almost like completely drain all their energy, yeah, they're all in. Yeah, I, I that that's that's determination right there. I think they can really beat Baylor. Yeah, I like the Ohio State a the, lot.
0: The only reason why I, I say Ohio State's no. weak is just because every time I've watched them this year on any type of game, they're a very turnover-prone team. And they're one of the teams that's iso ball. They don't have. Just watching them is like watching
1: pretty good to me. I'll disagree with you there. I like the way Uh, they move the ball. That's
0: just based off the games I've seen. I haven't seen every single game. And statistics might prove. Good shooters too. But some of the games like today. Well, the reason why they they do a lot
2: of iso ball is because they they're good at the free throw line. So like nowadays, Mm -hmm. like the referees are calling more than usual. So they know that if they have any kind of contact, they can sell it. They can get to the free throw line, and they know they can knock down. Yeah. Two of the shots, most of the time.
0: That could also hurt you, though, because if teams like that like to go foul hunting instead of playing actual basketball, at the end of the game, if you find one ref that's like, no, we're going to let you play today, you know, the, your whole formula could go out the window because some coaches actually just work with that. They're like, oh, they're, we're getting fouled by game, just keep doing it.
1: And then I, like uh, you know, I think they have a lot of guys, you know, they got EJ Liddell's really good, Dwayne Washington suing three guys they, right they there. They got good players.
0: But, um, I Like I said, I think I would go with Baylor-Purdue. i will probably pick Baylor. Um, to come yeah, Baylor's there. definitely
1: the safe pick, obviously.
0: Yeah. All right, so just to finish up this bottom right quick-quick.
1: Yeah, we'll um, on this one quick.
0: You know, Illinois and Drexel, you know, we don't have to go in-depth on in that. Illinois yeah. is going to win that game. Loyola-Chicago-Georgia Tech. Layla chicago is a great story, but Georgia Tech is on a great streak right now. They won a bunch of tough we'll games. Right, yep,
1: I agree, Georgia Tech.
0: Um, they beat a good FSU team in the in the championship, um, and they they have a very good. Um,
1: ACC they're, led, they're led here.
0: They're led by good. a couple good players. They have Jose Alvarado. They have Moses Wright. and I can't think of the, Mike the, the other name. Mike Devoe. Who was it?
1: Devoe. Mike Devoe. Yes,
0: Michael Devoe. They have three good players. They have a good coach with the the weird looking mask. That's like the biggest meme lately. Yeah. Um. Shout out to him. So I think Georgia Tech wins this game and. I, I like Florida Chicago. I'd love to see them go deep in tournament again. But, you know, conference, conference. I think ACC, even them being weak this year, I I favor better conferences, better conference play over a ranked team who was in a conference that didn't play too much. Yeah, I agree. Um, to move on to the next one, Tennessee and Oregon State. Oregon State, surprised, and ended up winning their conference tournament. They could give Tennessee a run for their money, but Tennessee's they a could. very talented team.
2: They are. Only wow. issue with Tennessee though, they, none of their players average over 12 points. Yeah, who is the leading scorer, Jaden? They're Spinger? very deep. The, um they run a seven man rotation. That's the biggest thing. So they can they, they're what, gonna
1: you know, when you hit the tournament though, that's what most teams do. Most teams don't really go past that. Oh, uh, the
0: Springer kid. The Springer kid is yeah, the Yeah, freshman.
1: Jaden
2: Springer, yeah. he's a good player. Yeah, right? John John Fulkerson, uh, the that's going to oh, be yeah, the biggest down, thing. Right? Yeah, but uh, depending on how far they go, which I hope they do, they can bring him back, and right. then they can the continue to bring uh, instead of having to rely off of people who haven't really played that much. They can bring right. him back, make him part of the key piece, yeah, like puzzle simply. That. Yeah, and yeah. Th- they can get back to their high-powered they just offense. Have to
1: survive the first
0: round. Yeah, I I still think I. Th- even with Oregon State's recent recent play, um, you know, they did th- – during that time, Oregon State did beat UCLA, Oregon, and Colorado, which are all tournament teams. Right. So that's another 12-5. I'm telling you, these 12-5 games are very difficult to pick because a lot of these 12 seeds are conference tournament winners or random ones. So – now we look at the Oregon State. We look at the recent weeks. We watch how they play, how they scored, and who's doing what. You know what's interesting though about Oregon State teams who have a chance of winning, like yeah, Oregon and, and Colorado. So. And listen
1: to this too, Oregon State, like their leading scorer, Ethan Thompson, he shot three of nine, only scored seven points, and they still beat Colorado. Yeah. And their leading scorer averages fifteen points per game, so goes to show you that
0: they have a they have a team that's willing to move the ball to the hot player or. Yeah. We'll move around, but Ethan Thompson it will get the most attention. I think he's averaging like 16, four and four this year. Fifteen point
1: so. three, I think.
0: Yeah, so 15, four and four probably. So he's he's there. Um, yeah,
2: with ten- Tennessee, they're kind of like one of those high school teams that that remind me of where the like their head coach would be like, "Oh, the, um the only way we're gonna win the game we're today fine. is if we're we have fine. the most assists." That's yeah. that's the one. I don't know if you guys. I don't know if you guys like have heard coaches say that though. But for my coach, when I was in high school, he said if we went on the assists, we win the game. That kind of that's kind of how Tennessee's running, and yeah. it's been working so far because I mean they have the number five, and they're in pretty good position.
1: The, yeah, the one talent. thing
0: I will, the one thing I will say is I think Tennessee was one of the highest. Oh no, not Tennessee. Oregon State, they were one of the highest falling teams in the Pac-12. So. And just looking at the free throw percentage, really cool. Tennessee shoots 75% from the free throw line as a team, which is pretty decent. It is. So that's a three out of four hit. So, you know, that that might be the one thing that hurts them at the end of the game. You know, they might lose by four.
1: But they yeah. look at the end of the game, they so to sum that up
0: 16 free throws.
1: So to sum that up, would you guys agree, Oregon State top, but uh, Tennessee comes out on top.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that.
1: Tennessee okay. comes out on top.
0: Yeah. Next yeah, one. So Oklahoma let's move State. on. Oklahoma State. Yeah, I
1: love Oklahoma State. Cade I think Cunningham, man. Easy. Cade
0: Cunningham's going to dominate Liberty. It doesn't
1: matter. I, lo- I love mind. Cade Cunningham. I love the way he plays. The kid is super clutch. Yeah. He's, um, you know, solidified himself as the number one pick, in my opinion. Like, yeah. not even, like, he's untouchable there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they won that game my pretty easily. We can move on from that. San Diego State and Syracuse. If Syracuse gets in as his eleven seed for no reason at all. I think San Diego State crushes Syracuse. Um,
1: I hope so. They team have team. a
0: good coach. They play the two-three that maybe San Diego State is not fond of. Even though, if you're in college, I hope you're fond of a two-three zone. Um, I think San Diego State wins this game by a lot of points.
2: Well, uh, I, I think I think they can make the game interesting for Syracuse. Syracuse is good at um, at trapping players in a um, half-court trap. Um, yeah, the
0: th- and they, they play an extensive like a very aggressive two-three.
2: Right? Yeah. Yeah, um, and they, they generate a grade off of steals so, and, and blocks. So if they can stop uh, San Diego from getting easy layups and stuff and make them take difficult three-point shots, Syracuse has a good, shot, has so a good chance of upsetting. Dead,
1: though, since Syracuse does play that 2-3, is San Diego State a good shooting, like three-point yes,
0: shooting team? Yes, they shoot 38% as a team. Oh, yeah, then they
1: would know. A good three-point shooting team is going to be a 2-3 every time. Yeah. Unless they're so so you know, I think
0: San Diego State, with their as a team, if they're going to shoot 38 percent from three pointer as a team, and yeah, you're playing a two three, you're just giving them wing and corner three absolutely,
1: points. yeah, That's we'll wide like open three point
0: shots. Um, to move on, Annette, again, West Virginia Moorhead state.
1: I, I got West Virginia. State. Yeah, me too. I love Morehead. West Virginia.
0: Clemson and Rutgers. Now this is a very difficult game. This Rutgers,
1: Rutgers, game. Rutgers, Rutgers,
0: Rutgers, Rutgers. I'm gonna go with them.
1: Uh, they, we
0: last week, I said it because of the Sopranos. Tony Soprano team was the Rutgers. That's I'm all the reason
1: you know. Let's just go with that. Yeah, that's the only reason we're we, giving. We're
0: doing this for Tony Soprano. We want the Rutgers. Even
1: though
2: they even though they lost seven times to top twenty five teams, we're not going to talk about that. No, we're, nah.
0: we're going to throw logic out the window for the one time of this March Madness, <laughs> and we're going to just go for Tony Soprano. The Rutgers are winning this game.
1: Don't another doubt. reason I love Ron Harper Jr., I love the way he plays, he's a good shooter. Yeah, I think they they have player, a good team.
0: So. It's not because Rutgers gets in because of some BS. They are actually a good team.
1: They've yeah. played good talent Obviously this they're year. In the Big 12, you know, played a lot of good teams too. So
0: even though they've lost, they've played. Yeah. And Clemson's not really top tier talent.
1: So
2: no. um, I'm sorry, I'm um, sorry, I'm you guys team. aren't selling me. I got Clemson. You guys aren't doing a good job selling me there. That's
0: unfortunate. You just got yeah. one wrong in your bracket. <laughs> um And then to move on to the last one, Houston and Cleveland State. Houston is a very dominant team. They'll beat Cleveland State pretty single-handedly. Yep.
1: Um,
0: So, my guess my guess out of the right, on the bottom right, is I'm going to go with the higher seed. I'm going to go Oklahoma State as as the four-team out of the bottom right. That's going to be the one that I don't pick a one or two.
1: You know what's funny? I love Cade Cunningham so much, and I didn't want to pick the same team as you. <laughs> I just can't not pick them. I mean, I don't know but, what to say. Like, I just love the way they play. They've been so hot lately. They beat yeah. Baylor, who I think is better than Illinois because Baylor beat Illinois. Remember that at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So, if, I mean, obviously, you know, a few months ago, but still.
0: Yeah. But just to say quick, Illinois has a very deadly duo with the big man and the guard, um, and Yo. Houston has a very high-powered offense. So. Not counting them out, but for me, if you have the best player in college basketball on your team, you roll with that guy. He's dominated the best talent as well in the conference tournament this past week.
1: And his supporting cast is nothing to like shrug exactly. off. Avery Anderson. Um, no, it's blue, not.
0: They have a good team. Kid, uh, but when you're led by the, a guy the, giving you 20 points a game and on he's a six eight point guard, you yeah, uh, you're going to dominate. So my final my final four, based off what we were just talking about, is Gonzaga, Alabama, Baylor. And Oklahoma State. That's my that's my top four teams.
1: God, dude, why'd you go pick the same teams as me? You know, just to be different, I'm going to pick Texas now. Gonzaga, Texas, Baylor, and Oklahoma State. All
0: right, what's yours, Kyle?
2: I got Gonzaga. I got Alabama. I got Ohio State, and I got Houston.
0: Okay, so there you have it. There's our there's our March Madness talk for the week, and just as a reminder to you guys. We are also, this video is brought to you by Anthony's Jewelers. Like you said, we got the phone number right here. I gave you all the deals in the beginning of the video. So hopefully you guys go check them out. Give them a call. Yeah, If you
1: guys do jewelry, don't go anywhere else. Go to Anthony's no. Jewelers. We and really like I said, just where, this, just where just it says,
0: it's where Rhode Island gets engaged. So that's all you need to know. That's simple. If you call, they got friendly staff. They're going to help you out. So big shout out to them for helping us out. And uh Yeah. So that's, that's going to end it for us um, tomorrow night. Just to end off quick, I think we might be doing another football uh, – our first football podcast on free agency and Patriots moves and stuff like that. So hopefully if that comes into fruition for tomorrow, then this will come out this week on top of the football one. So hope you guys enjoy, and this is going to be your week three podcast.
1: Peace out. Don't Have a good tomorrow. night, everybody.